Welcome to the Seasoned Athlete Podcast, your home for stories, inspiration, and advice from athletes over 40. I'm your host, Robin Leggett. I'm a later in life athlete who became a roller derby skater in my 30s and a runner and obstacle racer in my 40s. Now I'm an athletic aging coach who helps women over 40 experience the massive life benefits that come with exploring your athletic potential at any age and any fitness background. If that fires you up, keep listening. Let's do this. Today, I'm talking to professional athlete, mom of twins, and owner of Hybrid House Gym in Long Beach, California, Timmy Bran. I've known Timmy for several years now. She and I are friends, and then we became business partners when I owned my gym in Santa Monica, and she's just someone I admire as an athlete, a coach, a business owner, and a mom, likely because we share similar missions in the world. Timmy says her mission is to show others that in each of us is an inner athlete that deserves a challenge. And when we push ourselves, we come alive. And you know what? I am 100% on board with that. So if you're someone who struggles with even finding the time to exercise at all, or you can't wrap your mind around figuring out how you could take on bigger challenges with everything you have going on in your life, this conversation is a must listen. Timmy has a ton of wisdom to share around why it's important to see what's possible for yourself and what it takes to make it happen. So let's get to it. Here is athlete, mom, coach, gym owner, and all around awesome human, Timmy Bran. Hey, Timmy, are you ready to drop some seasoned athlete knowledge on our listeners today? I am. Yay. It's Timmy Brand, everybody. I have been waiting to do this interview for a long time. Timmy and I go way back and we'll, we'll talk about how far back we go. Uh, but Timmy is a mom of twins. She is an elite Spartan racer and a gym owner, a business owner. She does all the things. Timmy, does that, does that about cover it? I think that about covers that it. Yeah. Covers it. <laughs> I try to do all the things you tried. I mean, that's, isn't that right? Right. So <laughs> we'll talk a little bit about what it's like to try to do all the things and, uh, and how we manage. Um, but before we do that, Timmy, I'm going to ask the question I ask all my guests and that is what is your age at this moment in time? I am 41 years old. Yay. See, there was a period, there was a period I've known you for so long that there was a period of time where it's like, I, I can't interview you yet. You're not 40. I, that's true. In Spartan, I'm 42 because they like to jump ahead. Right. That's so, isn't that funny? Is, it's like, yeah. yeah, you're always the next age. I yes. swear. But the funny thing is I go into Athlinks, which is like the whatever, the, the software that tracks our races and our placement. And I always have to change my birth year because it wants to say I was born in 75 when I was born in 74. And I'm like, why are you doing that? So it's like, <laughs> I'm younger there older with Spartan, yeah. but it's just, it's, it's your age at, well, cause you have a December birthday, right? I have a December birthday. And that's so it's why your, it's your age, age at the end of the year, at the end of the year, even if you're mine's the 22nd, but still, so all year I raced at 42, even though I don't turn 42 until, until December 22nd. Right. It's same for me. Cause I'm in November birthday. So for most of the year yep. I will race at 46 and then I'll turn and then Spartan will be calling me 47, but you know what? Yep. We don't care because no, aging, because aging is awesome. And that's Absolutely. what we believe around here. So 40 awesome. so far are the best. Right. So far. Yes. And you know what? I've talked to people that say fifties are the best sixties are the best. So it's good totally. to know that it is perhaps good to know. the best is yet to come. I agree. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about you as an athlete. Um, let's go back in time. Were you athletic growing up? Did you play sports when you were a kid? So I was absolutely into fitness and I was athletic growing up. Nothing to write home about. No um, you know, sometimes people say like, give me your biography, give me your athletic biography. And I'm like, I don't, I didn't win anything. I don't have any, I don't, I never got ranked. I don't have anything other than I've always been active. You know, I was the kid that like the age of 12 that set my alarm so I could go for a run before school. And I got to school early to play basketball and I played a lot of soccer and cross country and track. So I stayed very active. I just didn't, like pursue anything for very long. Yeah. So you were, I like to call it the world's okayest fill in the blank. 
like the yeah. sports that I've done over time. I'm like, I was the world's okayest roller derby player. I'm the world's right. okayest obstacle racer, you know, right. so that was your world's okayest phase yeah, of I, life. I played, I, I, I played competitively, you know, I raced competitively. I just, you know, I see like, I think I'm comparing myself to other women that I'm on a roster with. And it's like, you know, two, two, you know, 2000 ranked this 2011 ranked this 2005 got this award and they're all these and, and they're like a list. Right. Or right. Like, or like, and I'm like, well, I, I played, you know, I, I played those sports. I did them, but yeah. 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 You don't have rankings, but that just, don't means, have but you do now. But I do now yeah. <laughs> so, talk about becoming like a late bloomer, whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. Cause I didn't get my first big award until gosh, probably my thirties. I think that's important to, to note right. is that like, there is no timeline. There is no specified timeline to peak, um, Absolutely. Or, you know, and, and I think it's also important to show that you can bloom later. You, there is potential in the future that you may not be able to see when you're younger and that, that can, that can be something for all of us. So I think there's, there's, um, that's very true. And I think on top of that, um, companies, businesses, whatever you want to call them, events have done a really good job of not just catering to a young population of athletes, but they've done a really good job of finding a place for older athletes. Yes. Triathlons, um, obstacle course racing is a huge one. Spartan race is a huge one. Um, even five Ks, 10 Ks, these events that you see popping up all over, I feel like are doing a really good job of, of, um, allowing us to compete, truly compete competitively at an older age. I don't know that I that existed before. Maybe I wouldn't know cause I was younger, but right. I feel like I feel like that's changed. Yeah. And you know, I, I feel like in the athletes that I've talked to, they all have different experiences around that. And when they yeah. step, stepped into that, but it is, you know, it's like, once you find that place where it's like, you can shine. Um, and, it, and f- for some, that's where it starts. And for some, that's where it lives. Right. Like right. some people start in the, the sort of master's category or age group category where you can you can shine, you can podium, you can, right. you know, I love, I love running, you know, I'm an age group athlete. Like I know that's right. where I'm at and it probably right. is where I'm going to stay, but it right. is really rewarding to hit those different types of races, like larger races where it's harder, smaller races where I have a little bit of an easier time, but it's still totally. rewarding. Like, I don't know the, like, I don't even like running five K's unless there's a possibility for an age group medal in there somewhere yeah. anymore, you know? Well, but I think, it, I think as kids, you know, I have, I have seven-year-old twins and we use the reward system constantly. And I, I just don't think we grow out of that. Yeah. And well, here's something, tell me if you can relate to this. Cause this is kind of my thing. Like I didn't get trophies as a kid, like beyond the participation ones, Right. you know, I wasn't like, my brother was the, the quote unquote athlete in my family. So he had all the sports trophies and I didn't have any of that aside from like at summer camp, I think I got a couple ribbons for horseback riding, but uh, (laughs) that was a big, big deal. So it's like, I feel like it's never too late to crave that and to want to earn a reward for like doing a really good job at something. And, and to, and so it's like, you don't outgrow that. So if you didn't get that when you were younger, maybe there's something to craving that when you're older. Yeah. I think, I just don't think it leaves us. I do. I think that we, we want that. I mean, look at, look at events that have medals and t-shirts at the end, you know, that's a lot for some people is just to earn that medal or that t-shirt or that patch or Mm -hmm. um, something that, that is tangible that shows that we completed something we may maybe didn't think we could do. Um, like you said, signing up for events that have age group categories, signing up for events where you feel like you could place, um, you know, it, it, it incredibly rewarding. And, um, like you said, especially to have events where there's options and it's not just first through third female first through third male, but you give these options to other categories. Um, you know, I have a, I have a, one of my main clients I've had her for nine years is, is competing at 70. Yes. You know, how is she going to get top three? But I love that she, she's, she has competed for nine years because there's age group. Yes. Category. 
she can win them. She can podium them. She can, that is incredibly fulfilling for her. Yeah. And I, I sometimes go, man, if that didn't exist, if these events didn't do such a good job of that, she probably wouldn't maybe have me or take it so seriously or really have this in her life because that fuels her. Yeah. Because you want, yeah, so it's like, as long as she can. there is that natural trajectory when you take on these new challenges. And it, you know, this is where I started where it was like, you start with wanting to just finish, like doing the race and doing what is necessary to finish. And then you do that enough times where you're like, what's the next level? You know, how can I level that up? And that's, you know, that's my story. That's probably your story. And it's, and it's your client's story. And all the, many of the athletes that I've interviewed, especially the ones in their seventies, eighties and nineties are, you know, they, they talk about the age group category and they're like, yeah, there's, there's not that many people in it. You know, the older you get, it's fewer and fewer people, but it's still so cool to earn that reward and get that recognition at that age. Right. Right. I, I do think it's great that that's offered. Um, I think that that really hits more of a, you know, larger population of people rather than, um, rather than a small group of people that maybe could place, in that overall category. So it allows for more people to compete. You know, it allows for more people to enter these races and go for something um, rather than keeping it so so limited. And I think that is a goal for a lot of these events too, is how do we reach a larger population of people? Yeah, yeah. You know? So. Yeah. And that's a, that's a great you know, way I to tell, do it. You yeah. know, I tell my, one of my, um, about me racing and, and, and Spartan and things like that. I'll say like, man, you know, when I was younger, like you were the star athlete, because I remember he was like written up in magazines for being quarterback. And that's my memory. You know, he was, he was Chris Brand. He was the athlete. And he's like, that's not what I remember. He's like, you were always the athlete. Like you were the one that like, Cause I, you know, he would say like, you were the one that was getting awards or trophies, or I think on a small scale. So it's also interesting on perspective and, um, the way we maybe saw ourselves, um, yeah. because I, I never saw myself as like a super athletic kid where he remembers it as me being the star athlete. And I remember it as him being the star athlete. Isn't that funny? Isn't that I know funny? it is really funny. I've been having my own moments of that because I, you know, I constantly talk about how I was like never an athlete as a kid and picked last for teams and the awkward kid. Yes. And then I keep getting presented with memories that I kind of forgot about. Like I, I uh, was a water skier at summer camp and like learned how to water ski on one ski and was like one of the good water skiers. And I'm like, I forgot about that. And then I was watching a video of a woman who uh, does vaulting on horseback, which is like acrobatics on horseback. And she was doing, and I did that at summer camp and she was doing moves that I was like, I did those moves actually. <laughs> like I used right? to, I did this, this, these like acrobatic, acrobatic moves on a horse when I was like 10, 11, 12 years old. And I just had forgotten that I did any of that. And I'm like, Oh, maybe these were, maybe the signs were there. And when I think if, if we both have that experience and I'll tell you, um, owning a gym where we train people for events, that's really what we do. Um, you either get the athlete who was never an athlete who could never climb the rope in gym class, who now just wants to finally climb that rope at the age of, you know, 40 and says, you know, that's my one goal because I could never do it. And then you get sometimes the ex-athlete. So the one who was a star athlete and does have all those awards and, and rankings that fell out of it and really, yeah. really wants that feeling back because they remember how good it was. And then you get the athlete, I think similar to us that maybe goes, well, yeah, I mean, I was athletic, but like, I don't know that I really did anything great. And then they get into it and they start competing again. And then they're reminded of like, well, I was the first at my school to do this. And like, oh, well, like my family has these awards in like our living room. I guess they meant something. And so it's interesting um, to see that happen. Um, and one of the reasons why I love being in this world, because uh, at our age and at these older ages that those things happen is just, um, as you know, when you see it, it's just incredibly rewarding um, because because this reward system never goes away because this feeling of accomplishment still feels so good, um, at this age. 
And I think there are, it does take us back to childhood in one way or another in a really like really neat, um, life-changing way. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love, it's like the three perspectives and, and there's, and you know, and there's places in between too, but it's like, it's putting yourself out there doing stuff like this now kind of reminds you of like the capabilities you always had inside that you maybe didn't recognize hundred percent, you know, or it's like you and I, you and I also grew up in a time when it's like, we went outside and played and maybe it was unstructured, but it's like, that's what we did. We went outside and played and got dirty and like did, did stuff that like parents don't let kids do now. And true. God, that's really true. <laughs> and it's like, and, and then when you look at the type of stuff we do now, where we crawl in the dirt and, and swing across monkey bars and it's like, oh yeah, it was there. It was always there. Yeah. I mean, obstacle course racing, like for just today, I had a woman, she just turned 40. So this is kind of neat. She turned 40 like two weeks ago. She just joined the gym, just joined the gym. And we have RDS today, race day simulation. So you go, you go on a ton of obstacles in Spartan, Olympus, monkey bars, and let, you know, some of the yeah. ones we can all relate to monkey bars, monkey who, bars, who rope climb. Those? Yeah. Rope you're climbing, climb. you're climbing on things. You're, you're flying, you're holding on to things, yeah. you're crawling. You're... She gets on that first bar and she, she goes, I can't hang off this. And she looks around she's like, when I was five, like this was nothing. And I'm like, well, you were five. And uh, I'm like, just hang. And she's like, why is this so scary? And, um, and I said, because, you know, it's been 35 years, we've changed, we have new fears. I said, but we also have new confidence. And I said, just, just try to hang. That's all I want you to do. And she hung for like 30 seconds, came around again, got over a few bars, and the, the, the jumping for joy and the high five and the excitement of just her getting over three bars at 40 years old yep. is just the coolest thing because it's true. It's like a new level of confidence. I think that we get when we, especially in our forties, I, I, I know a lot of women relate to that. Um, this kind of like new sense of self. And um, I think it's important to do things that bring that out. And that was a really cool moment of what it means to go back to your childhood when you were five, have that memory, be 40, overcome, do something that was scary, jump for joy like that five-year-old, but have the confidence at 40 to do it. It's just really neat. You know, I think the seasoned athlete that you do is really neat because of all these things that happen um, when we turn 40. Yeah. And we, you know, we have, I think all these years in between the five-year-old per, you know, girl hanging from the bar, like no problem and 40 and attempting it again. There's a lot of fear. Like you said, there, there's a lot of counting yourself out, limiting yourself. And so that's why it, it doesn't take much when you hang on for 30 seconds and go across three bars. And it's like, it's like mind blowing. Like I never thought I could do anything close to that. Yeah. Like you you climbed a mountain and like you climbed a mountain. And then once that happens, you're like, what else can I do? Yeah. And then what else can can I get across five next time? Well, if I did that, can I climb that rope now? Well, if I did that, can I run a Spartan race? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's the domino effect. It's, it's like something gets unlocked and that's why you do what you do. And that's why I do what I do. And, and, and that's the word we're trying to spread where it's like, it's kind of changing how you approach what your relationship with exercise, your relationship with fitness, your relationship with your own body. Exactly. And shifting it into like a, away from like, I need to look a certain way to like, what can I do? Because it's really cool to discover what you can do at this age. Yes. And that, that is why I love this also is this focus away from this emotionally draining kind of physique to this. I love this machine that I have this powerful being and really doing things that make you realize what you're capable of. I just think that there's so much fulfillment in that and so much reward and, and challenge. Absolutely. But, uh, but, but, but not so much um, deprivation or emotionally draining it. I think it's a little more reward risk and reward Mm -hmm. confidence building. I don't know. I just, that's why I like to be very performance-based. I just think that it just leads a lot of, especially women in our forties in a different direction, um, with a lot more positivity and, um, and health, you know, like, like true, like mind, body, soul health. 
mind, body, soul health. Yeah. And that's, that's the difference maker because people connect fitness with their body only. And it's like, and it can be very limiting. It's all about limiting, limiting what you eat, limiting what you do. And whereas this version of it is about removing limits. It's yes. Like, yeah. What's possible. Growing. Yeah. Adding. Growing, mm-hmm. expanding. Yeah. Yeah. It's life changing. And anybody who makes the shift, at least in my experience, not only can never go back, but it just speaks to how different it is and feels in the very best way. Yeah. Yeah. You and I are on like the same level. I know. I know. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Let's shift a little bit, though. I want to talk about how you made the change yourself from, you know, active kid who has no standout records to that right. you, to your knowledge, even though your, your brother <laughs> thinks differently, um, active kid to Spartan elite, you know, championship contender athlete. Um, when did this start happening with you? How did you end up becoming this elite Spartan athlete? So let's see. I, I kind of fell out of fitness in college. I was still very, like I went to the gym. I became a gym goer. I, I really wanted to stay in shape, but I fell out of competitive soccer. I stopped doing cross country. I stopped doing track and field. And, um, and I, I really didn't want to gain the freshman 15 and I really wanted to stay in shape. And I became, I went to UC Santa Barbara. So it's beautiful. You go outside a lot. I became an avid runner and I started getting into long distance running. And that was in my twenties in college. And while my friends were kind of living their best lives in college, I had maybe done that a little bit earlier and checked that box. So I was really into running and I was doing it competitively and I was, I was doing well, I was placing, I was, um, you know, doing marathons, half marathons, a lot of races and, and finally getting on podium and, and placing and doing well. And so I kind of ran with the, with the endurance running and did a lot of 5Ks, 10Ks. We had something called Night Moves in Santa Barbara. I did it every week and I got really into this running community. I was actually me and like all the guys. I ran with a lot of guys. I wanted to be faster. I wanted to be better. And I, at that point, I really wanted to like be ranked and like really started to, to take it very seriously. And um, so that kind of got me into the distance running. And then you know, got some great jobs out of college, became desk jobs for a bit, put on weight, then would run to get the weight off. And then uh, was really unhappy um, with that lifestyle. Getting on, I lived in San Francisco on the time, getting on BART to go to work, sitting at a desk, coming home, gaining weight. It just wasn't for me. And so I, I literally walked into a 24 hours fitness and said, what do I need to need to be a, a personal trainer? And, you know, I feel like I want to help people. I feel like I've got athlete in me and I feel like I want to figure this out. And so I've never turned back. That was in 2017. And so became a personal trainer, 
fitness manager, that really became my life. And, and I, and I, and I loved every minute of it. Well, when I took that road to finally going off on my own and starting my previous gym called rut camp, like truly on my own as a coach, um, my, um, my, my, the people I was meeting said, we're, we want to train for a Spartan race because at rut, we just, we kind of did things differently. We, we would carry sandbags and we had, uh, like we would push sleds and we didn't do a lot of like weightlifting. And so we naturally had this group of people that were really into obstacle course racing. They're like, Oh, we heard that we, you know, you guys do like bucket carries. And so it really organically, the business became an obstacle course racing gym. And I had never run a Spartan race. And I said, I got to see what this is about. How can I possibly train people? And they're coming here. So I got to figure it out. So I entered my first race, I think in 2000, oh God, maybe 17. And it was, I think it was in Temecula. They don't do it anymore. Oh, was it the hot one? And it was like awful. <laughs> I'd heard about that one. That was, well, I, didn't do I that, thought yeah. I had a good enough baseline. So I entered competitive. They had competitive back then. I never thought about. Oh yeah. I, re- I forgot the, like, it was like the competitive, but there was no like award for it. You're just no, like- but I did really, I like placed, but there was no award. I got like third, but there was no award, but I was like, okay. And so everyone in my life was like, oh, Timmy, you need to like sign up for the elite category. And I had no fear of that. I I had played sports my whole life. I'm like, okay. So I signed up for elite and right away started getting on podium. And after, I think it was 11, at one point, one of my members was like, when you have your 11th podium, Robert Koble, the Spartan manager is going to call you and he's going to tell you he's watching you. And I'm like, oh my God, that's like the nationally ranked athlete for my childhood. They would get like recruited from colleges oh. and, you know, like I played <laughs> soccer and like all the big That's time so girls funny. would have like the college, like recruiter sitting there, like you should come to like UC San Diego. Mm-hmm. I never had that. So I was like, some manager of Spartan's going to call me. Like, I'm like, what am I? I'm going to get recruited to Spartan university. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, I'm 35 and you're telling me I'm going to get like a recruiter call. And sure enough, like my 11th podium, Robert Koval calls me That's a real and I'm thing. like, giddy. <laughs> giddy. And he's like, apparently has some master spreadsheet. I've never seen it. And I, you know, he's like, Timmy, you know, I'm looking at your stats, you know, welcome to Spartan. And you know, you're doing well. And, and then like, keep up the good work. Like, okay. So pressure's on. So I just stay at it and keep entering these races and keep getting on elite podium. So at this point, I'm just racing elite, right? And um, and then I think 2019, I call it like a JV Spartan, or was it 2018? I got like a jersey and a number. Oh, the, the pro- like when knot. you got invited, when you first got invited to the pro team, but it was yes. like the JV squad. Yes, I <laughs> felt like it was the JV pro team, which I had that in soccer. You know, I played JV and then varsity. So I felt like I was on junior varsity. I love Spartan. how you compare every last bit of this to like high school. Yeah, I go back. <laughs> I do <laughs> because finally I felt like one of those girls that was always better than me that like, we were getting recruited and we're getting looked at. And like, and now I was that girl. You want, and you always wanted to be that, right? Like you always wanted that, but you couldn't quite figure it out. All that running in college, mm-hmm. like finally paying my career to get into fitness. I'm like, man, here's the payoff. All I yeah. want is like Spartan pro team. So, um, I, I, I've been on the pro team since 2018 technically I'm still on it today. So I've been on the, the Spartan pro team for what, 2018, 19, 20, we're in 21, four years. Mm-hmm. One of them being a little funky. Yeah. The, uh, the, this year, the, the year without the races yeah. has been a little funky. Yeah. You know, we, it, we, we were supposed to get our jerseys. It's October. You know, I get it. Like it's, it's a weird time, but, but I'm, I'm stoked. Um, I, I can't tell you how, how, how fun it is to at 42, be considered a professional athlete. When I do relate back to that girl on the soccer team, that was not the one that was getting looked at. So to be, you know, my brother laughs about it. He's like, you know, here you are. I told you, like, I told you it was you and not me. You know, he's like, you're 42, but like, you're a Spartan pro. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it, it's, 
it's some days I pinch myself and some days I'm like, you know, I have put in a lot of work to get here. It's not like I don't work hard. Um, I don't feel like that natural athlete. I feel like I've done my due diligence and made, made decisions probably later in life. Like I said, in college, when all my friends were going out, I was choosing marathons and half marathons. Um, and I do wonder sometimes what it would be if I had found Spartan before, but, but that's okay. You know, this is my journey. And, um, and I love that at 42, you know, again, opportunity Spartan, like, and I speak to them because they're the ones that have given me this opportunity, but at 42 to be on a Spartan pro team, to be sponsored, to be considered professional athlete is pretty amazing. And I like, that's one company. And obviously again, I'm on their team, but I feel like that's a company that's done a really good job of honoring athletes of all ages. Yeah. Yeah. And I've interviewed several pro team athletes. I, I bet there's quite a few of us. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we all, we are all fairly tight because we do feel a little different at 42 rather than 22. And, you know, sometimes you don't want to say age and when we race, there is no age, right? You're just racing against buddy in that category. Yeah. Yeah. You're racing against the 22 year olds. Like, yeah, that's... you are. And you know, and so sometimes you don't want to point it out, but sometimes you do want to be like, you know what, like, yeah, you know, I'm still in this category and it does feel good, but we also can relate to each other. I think on a different level, you know, some of us that are older that are on the pro team. Um, but you know, it's a really neat thing, you know, to be able to, to have that at this age. Um, I don't, you know, a lot of athletic, I don't know, you know, Olympics, they say you're done at like 30, you know, there's a lot of sports or events or competition. Yeah. Yeah. Football. It's a big deal. If you hit 40, if you, I I mean, do you see 40 year old football players? Not often. Yeah. Not often. Right. So, so it's, it's very cool. And I, and I speak to that and I like to talk about that because at this age, a lot, a lot of sports, you're, you're, you, you can't even be, you're not even considered anymore. Right. And what I love seeing, especially in Spartan, something I've noticed is I I pay attention to the women over 40 who are racing elite. Um, And I feel like, you know, when, when there was a point when age group was introduced and that became an option and, you know, yeah. And there were probably a number of elite athletes that are like, this is probably more, more, more appropriate for me. Uh, I can race against my peers. And I, I feel like a lot it seemed like more women though stayed in elite, like more over 40 women chose to stay in elite knowing that they're competing against people of all ages and much younger women. You know, and you know what we also had, Robin, we had masters, remember? We had the master. Yeah. Cause there used to be a master's category where there was a yes. separate, separate award and separate prize money for people who were over 40. And that yes. went away. They introduced yes. age group, which and then they does not get, age group. which does not get money. We get awards. Right. Uh, and so it's like, I feel like I, I, I had watched some of the men, it looked like move over to age group where it seemed like more of the women stayed. And that was, that was interesting to me because it is harder to harder to hit the podium, right. Um, in a lead, it will always be harder. Um, and of course, when you, when you reach your forties, like some things are harder, like that's just a natural part of life, but I am watching women in their forties and older in the top 10 consistently in races, like multiple women in their forties and older in their, t- in the top 10 in races. And I love, that's I very true. Love to see at st- it at stack races at mm-hmm. races where everybody comes out top 10. Yep. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm here for that. I'm here. Yeah. For I'm here for that. I, I definitely yeah. love seeing that as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I love, I love that. It's like, I, I know it's going to be harder to, to stand on that podium, but I am here for the challenge. Yeah. But I want to, this is where I want to be. This mm-hmm. is where I want to be. That's very true. Yeah. Yeah. So just know that it's being seen and noticed. <laughs> <laughs> um, so on top of all of this, you know, you are a business owner. You talked about opening, right. opening a gym. Um, and you were talking about the previous gym, which you and I were actually business partners for a period of time. Right running sister gyms. Um, and now you have hybrid house, uh, right. which is your gym. You're a mom of twins, right? Um, how old are they now? They're seven in like three weeks. Wow. I know. <laughs> so, so that's weird. a lot like that's, and, and you're racing at a, at an elite level for prize money. 
right consistently um in a pandemic <laughs> like right um so you know what what has been the biggest challenge in all of that uh you know for you as a mom for you as a business owner for you as an athlete like you know, I hate to ask, I, I hate this question. Like, how do you balance it all? Right. And, and I know there's women that often say, you know, or moms often say like, you know, would you ask that question to everybody? But I, I, I have I asked that to men, but I but bet that you have, cause I know you, I have asked that to men, but a lot of times and the I answer do is a very it. supportive and, and wife. The, I think the reason you ask it is because a lot of viewers would be asking that, that question. Mm-hmm. And so it really speaks to a lot of people like, like, okay, like how, um, and, um, and what, what are the challenges? Yeah. We have women listening who are like, I don't know how I don't, I don't, I can't I don't barely like right. manage my and, day. And I think, I think the most challenging, the biggest priority to me and the most challenging is balance. I'm a huge, huge proponent and fan of balance in life, balance with food, balance with athleticism, balance with work, balance with kids, balance with life. It's just big for me. Um, I, I really seek it. I really, um, try to prioritize it. Um, so I would say balance is challenging and also the thing that I find the most important. Um, I also have a huge team of help. So, um, and that is definitely what it comes down to. I have, I have a girlfriend that's a huge help, um, that, steps in when I don't ask, you know, like that just knows, you know, that, okay, I got to do this. I need to take the kids to school. So Timmy can, you know, go teach that class or get to that class, uh, to get her workout in or whatever it is. And so I think, um, you know, I have people at the gym that help with the kids. I, I, um, I have really tried to create a gym environment, not just for me, but definitely stemming from my lifestyle that welcomes kids, dogs, anybody. It's a very casual gym environment where I'll, you'll, you'll be in the yard and there will be a kid over there in the tire and two kids inside on a blanket eating their honey nut Cheerios and, you know, a dog tied up over there. And, and, and I, I have that at hybrid house because that's what I need. I need to be able to kind of come with my kids if I need to. Maybe I can't go home after picking them up and I won't get it in if I have to go home or I got to teach a class and I also have to pick up my kids from school and classes in 15 minutes. So kids have got to come with me. So, um, so I think having, you know, truly a village is, is huge. Knowing what's most important, although it might be challenging is big, you know, really wanting that balance creating a space and having a space where that is welcome and almost encouraged and where the members are appreciate it and understand it. Um, and, um, and, you know, and and having a team to tackle it all with. So I think that's really been, been huge. Um, and I think I, I would encourage anybody to find that in their, in their world, uh, you know, a space where, where it lends itself to being helpful to, to a mom and someone who's juggling a lot and a space and a team of people that are helpful um, in helping you create um, that balance and that, you know, that ability to be all the things because uh, we're all absolutely capable. And pursue things that light you up, which I think is incredibly important, yeah, especially I mean, for moms. We're all capable. We're all capable. And I think it's, it's, it's asking for what you want. Uh, It's also, you know, being in charge and saying, I need help with this, or I want to achieve this. Um, And can you help me? And this is what I need. And, um, you know, really being an advocate for yourself, which I'm not sure that that is always a priority for a lot of moms. I think there's a lot that maybe. Uh, take the back seat, you know, or, or, or don't prioritize. Yes. And I would love to see more of a shift in that. Like, Hey, this is what I need and what I need help with, because I, I, I have to take care of me too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really important, even with just women or maybe women that like help with the household or women that do work. And, and I think that there needs to be um, the advocacy for yourself and, and asking for what you need. Yeah. 
Yeah. And you, you touched on some very important things here. Um, you know, you talk about, it's like women tend to take everything on. Like we are just like, culturally, it's like we work, yeah. we are in charge of domestic responsibilities. Um, all, and we take it all on our own. Like we take it all on ourselves when we don't have to, like you, you do need to advocate and ask for, ask for the help when you need it. Um, you talked, talked about having a partner that supports you and your goals and your desires and really being open with that communication. That's something I have seen in multiple people I've talked to for this podcast is this openness with your partner, with the people in your life that, that you request that support, that you need that support and they step up and they can give you that support so that you can do these things because they, they do require sacrifice, you know, to do, to do these hard things, to do these big challenges. It can require time sacrifice and emotional sacrifice, and it can be work for the people in your life as well. And so being open with that communication and, and getting everybody on the same page and on board is really helpful because if you don't, then resentment can build, right? A hundred percent. And I think, like you said, communication. So not even just being an advocate and asking, but also making sure that your partner that is doing the help is also making sure that they have what they need. Yes. Um, you know, and I think, yeah, I mean, that, that's really true, Robin. I think it's really important um, in having that uh, to be able to make sure everybody in your world is like truly being the best that they can be and doing what they want. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just, it really makes a world of difference. I, I don't know that we can do it alone. No. And that's the problem. A lot of people face, you don't have to do it alone. No. And I think people that maybe think that or try that is maybe where some of the, where some of the, 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 the feeling of like, I don't know how comes in. Yeah. Yeah. Where they either try and it's like, I just don't have the time. Like, I don't know how yeah. anyone else does it. I don't have the time when right. maybe you didn't talk to your partner. Maybe you didn't write bring in right. help where you, yes. where you need it so yes. that you can pour into yourself, yes. Yes. um, which is so incredibly important. Right. And I get that thought and that feeling. And I think some of it is, is just been the way it's been for mm -hmm. a long time. Yeah. And I would love to try to change that and try to help change that. I encourage it in my small circle and people that I come across. And I'm sure that's also what you're trying to do with your podcast, you mm -hmm. know, and and, and it does make a difference is encourage that, you know, that, that need or desire to make sure that you also get what you need in your forties, mm -hmm. um, to be the athlete you want to be, or the person you want to be, or make sure that you get to do those things too. Yeah. Yeah. And I love yeah. that you've created a space that makes it easier for others. Like oh, you did, yeah. you did it for yourself, but you're also making it easier for others too. I, I, I did it for anybody in that situation. I don't have time to drop my kids off or this is my reality. Like I have to come from here to here if I'm going to get it in. Yeah. You know, also having the hours that work for that, but yeah, really casual space. I think maybe casual is not the word, but like a welcoming space. That's very community based. Yeah. Where also everybody knows who your kids are because they take an interest in that because it's a community gym. Yeah. It's, it's and like it, family. It's like, it's a, like we're only 150 members. If yeah. that, you know? mm -hmm. And so when, when, you know, you know, you know, this member brings her kids to the gym, everybody's kind of making sure they're okay. Or, you know, right. or, oh, do you mean mommy? She's on a 200 meter. She'll be right back, <laughs> you know, and it's truly this community of everybody helping everybody. And I think I, I, I would like to say that that's probably back in the day, how it used to be. I, I don't know that kids were just raised by one person or one family or I feel like that's how it was and I, I think that that's really important to point out and I think and so on a small level I'm trying to create that here in Long Beach with just a local gym on a small level like this community based like we all kind of look out for each other and you do feel like you can get help from each other you know on a from bringing your kids and having them there to carpooling to, to accountability partners, to calling somebody at 4am to make sure they get to class because it takes a village. And that, that quote exists from a long time ago for a reason, yeah. you know? 
Yeah. I mean, when I grew up, I grew up in a cul-de-sac where all the neighbors knew each other and we all right? played to like the kids. We had a bunch of kids that were the same age. We all played together. We hung out at the neighbor's house after school. And like, that was our lifestyle. And I feel like that a lot of that is missing now, uh, where you I don't, agree. you don't know your neighbors, you know, like I don't really know my neighbors and you know, it's like people don't necessarily, they don't have a place to send their kids to just go play for the afternoon so they can have some time to themselves. Right. You know, and so we have to get more creative. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's kind of the environment is this old school eighties neighborhood, you know, where, where all the families are friends and hang out. Yeah. I I, if I didn't run home for dinner, when my friend's mom grabbed my friend Regina for dinner, she was like, Timmy, you need to go home for dinner. She was like my other mom, you know, if she wasn't doing it, then Nancy at this house was doing it, you know, and I wasn't in a cul-de-sac, but that's just how the neighborhood was. I think that, I don't think that this is far from that. It's like everybody, you know, it's, it's, it's asking for what you need, looking out for each other, becoming more of like this group way of, and this kind of um, community style of like helping each other get our needs met and, and do the things we want. Um, so that we can do stuff like this at 40, whatever, whatever it might be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Get, as basic as getting to the gym five days a week or competing or hiking or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. So, um, so that's really, so I can't take credit. I really have to give credit where it's due, which is the, the amount of help I have. Yeah. A, of it. Yeah. Like, or, and, yeah. and it, it kind of happened organically with other people who were in similar situations. It sounds like yeah. it's like, we're all going to pitch in together. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if it's, cool. yeah, I mean, it, like, like I have high rocks coming up my first high rocks in a week and, and, and I have, I, 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 and I'm, you know, picturing the kids there in this arena and with my girlfriend and I'm like, everybody's, everything's going to be great. Everyone, they're going to be fine. Everybody knows them by name. They're going to be checked on constantly. Like that's just the way it is. So there's also that ease and that confidence of knowing like, yeah, we all got it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Yeah. It's really kind of an incredible thing. And so I, you know, I think that that's where I encourage a lot of uh, women in their forties, maybe in that, in that type of, you know, feeling that way, whether it's overwhelm or like how, or can I to, to really ask for the help and communicate with, with their partners or their friends or their family and create a space. That's really like a true, like village way of helping one another. Just like we did back in the eighties, back in the day, day. totally worked back then. It works now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Well, Timmy, I could stay on with you forever. Like you and I could chit chat forever, but, um, let's, uh, let's wind this down because, you know, we're, this is a Friday and I know you got stuff to do. So, um, what, what are your race plans coming up? You said high rocks, which is a functional fitness competition. What else do you have on the horizon? Right. So I have high rocks and then pretty much one race a month. And then I really hit Spartan because they're more local for me. The traveling has been the hardest this year. Um, I'm growing the gym into a new space. And so I've had to take a little bit of a backseat on travel, not to mention COVID and kids in school and running a gym. It, I just have decided that less travel would be better for me right now. So now that all the races, all the Spartan races, which is my priority, start to hit the, where I live. Yeah. So High Rocks next week, then it's Big Bear in October. Mm-hmm. Then it's Tahone or Lebec yeah. or SoCal in November, which is my, more, probably my favorite venue. Then Castaic Lake in December mm-hmm. and then Chino in January. And that's yep. as far out as I know. So, yeah. so pretty much it goes high rocks and then one Spartan a month um, where, you know, I, I, I like to race multiple days. So it'll, you know, it'll be like a beast and then a sprint the next day. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'll have some fun with it and, and, and having the gym, you know, we've got anything from 20 to 40 people per race, which is really fun. So they're becoming like big events that we're doing, which is really fun. And especially now that they're local or pretty mm-hmm. local. Yeah. So that's my calendar until January of 2021 I do, or 2022. My gosh. I know. Um, right? And I don't know. Pa- I don't know past that yet. Yeah. You and I are both in the same place there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just- yeah. I haven't, I haven't even planned a January, but yeah, I, I will see you at big bear. I will see you at like, I will see you at Kastik. Um, I, you know, we're, we're sort of the same, like, uh, my husband and I, we both race and we're like, let's, 
we did a little traveling, you know, we, the summer we signed up for a race a month, like for the rest of the year. And then some of them involve travel. And now we're like, no, nah, we don't, we don't want to do that. Like that's too much. We pull back a little bit and we're like, let's keep it local. But the cool thing about living in California is that there are constantly <laughs> local or California races. Yeah. We don't have to travel too far to race, which is very true. Amazing thing about living here. So awesome. I look forward to seeing you because I you used to do. see you a lot more often and now we don't. So I will see you at all the races. And before we go, uh, a couple things before we go, first of all, how can people learn more about you and hybrid house? And if, you know, if people are in the long beach area, how can they come and train at your fun family style gym? So we're definitely big on social media. So I'm at Timmy Brown on, um, on Instagram and then at hybrid house gym on Instagram. Um, I'm on TikTok. You, you were on TikTok. Jim. It's at hybrid house gym. And you're how old and on what platform? <laughs> 42 years old and on TikTok. You know what? Never too old. Never too, <laughs> Never old. too old. And hey, right. and no judgment. Business. Right. right. And then, uh, we're at hybridhouse.co, no M. Um, and, um, and those are always to find us. Um, so yeah, if you're in long beach, please come down. We have, we have a, we have a really, really good time. Yeah. It's I've been there. It's super fun and always a great vibe with y'all. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So before we go, um, I have one more question and I asked this of everybody, um, and it's, and I know it's going to put you on the spot, but whatever, we're going to do it. Uh, if you could leave us with one parting piece of wisdom, what would that be? I think and it'll relate to our conversation, but I think it, just be okay with making yourself a priority. Uh, and I, and I really speak to probably, or trying to speak to your audience with that, but that that's a big one for me is, is really accepting that you are important and a priority and, and really own that. Um, and I think that that's really where life, your life will change in, in the very best way. hundred percent agree. Every human deserves to be a priority and that includes you. That includes all of us. It does. So, and, and you can't necessarily rely on others to do it. So you got to do it for yourself. You got to do it for yourself. You have to be your own advocate. You have to ask for what you want. You're the, you, you have a choice and you're the only one that can do that and you should do it. Yeah. You deserve care. You deserve joy. You deserve to do the things that make you all happy. the things, all the things you get to, you deserve all the things. You deserve all the things. You deserve all the things. <laughs> well, Timmy, this is a great place to wrap this up. So thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so Thank glad you, we got Robin. to finally have you on the Seasoned Athlete Podcast. And I can't wait to see uh, what you do at these upcoming races and continue to crush it. So thanks again for being on the show. Yes, you too. Thank you. And I look forward to seeing you in like a month. Seasoned Athletes. If you've fallen out of your fitness routine and the idea of jumping back in feels as daunting as putting together a work presentation the night before you have to present it, I have a fun freebie for you. Introducing the Off the Couch Starter Pack. Inside this free download, you'll find six days of strategically programmed workouts and recovery sessions for any fitness level, all designed to get you up, get you moving, and get you excited about working out again. I paired every workout and recovery session with its own hand-curated Spotify playlist to ensure that you're moving with joy every step of the way. Because that, my friend, is how you get fired up to get back into fitness again. So if you're looking for a way to open that door that's been closed for far too long and to do it in a way that's simple, effective, and fun, download my free off-the-couch starter pack now through the link in the show notes or at robinleggett.com slash bycouch.